I'm having a goddamn blast on tour with this Big Mouth and a Small Town tour. So I've added some dates and wanted to let you know where I'm headed next. Uh, yeah, March 14th, I will be in Lakeside, Arizona. And then the 15th and 16th, I'm finally coming to Tucson. So if you're in Tucson, I'm coming to Laughs Comedy Cafe. Get your tickets. We're going to have a good time. My good friend Noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows. He'll also be with me the following weekend when I come to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dr. Grins, I cannot wait to see you guys again. Those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMenamin's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters. And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. Just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, So that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash jmscomedy or just at jmscomedy if you're using the app like most of us. Uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are so I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control, good, just electric, laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there jmscomedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots.
What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. What kind of ignorant shit is that? At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. You idiot, you fool! Hey, dummy! This is the Ignorance is Blessed podcast. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Hey, idiots. Welcome back to Ignorance is Blessed, the podcast that attempts to overcome ignorance mostly by asking ignorant questions with me, Jessica Michelle Singleton. I'm your host, and I'm ignorant. I know nothing. And that's why we're here, to learn less nothings, more nothings, to learn more. I don't really understand. Listen, if you're new to the podcast, thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. You came in at a crucial time in all of our lives. I'm doing a dump of election-based material different perspectives from people voting different directions and or not voting perhaps so today I am dumping a few episodes you'll see them in your timeline we've got a lifelong Republican voting Democrat we've got a lifelong Democrat voting Republican we've got a third party libertarian and possibly some more by the time this is coming out I am trying to wrangle a few in time just to hear some different perspectives or maybe you want to hear a perspective you agree with that you can just go like, yay, that makes me feel good inside. In which case, we probably have that, but also fucking go to Twitter. I don't know. What do you want from me? I uh, I don't always have guests I agree with, and I think it's important to understand what's going on in the world by hearing where people come from. So that's what this little mini-series is. And I thank you for sitting with it. If you have not yet, please subscribe, rate, and review me over on iTunes. It helps. It makes other people find the podcast so we can all learn answers to our ignorant questions. And thank you so much to everyone who has already done that. Speaking of supporting the podcast, shout out to my best idiots forever, Gene and Kathy, over on Patreon. We've got all types of levels. Those just are top tier level people. They're really high, high rollers. You can be them and get shouted out every single episode. You can join for as little as a dollar a month. There's a lot in between. I have stand-up clips. It's the only place you can find my stand-up now is at patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed. I've pulled it from everywhere. We have full-length episode bonus content, so you want more than an hour of every episode? I post it all there with no ads, unedited, unfiltered. You can keep listening to the free one. You get an hour's worth of an interview, but it cuts off at an hour, and there's some shit you're going to be missing with this. And with a few of these interviews, it's going to stop at an hour, and you're going to be like, no, 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 fuck that. I need to hear the rest of this. What happened? What's going on? We've got bonus content. We do hangouts. I send postcards and more. Head over to patreon.com slash ignoranceisblessed. If you can afford to spare a dollar a month or maybe a little more, I can't tell you how much that means to me. Uh, Having your support means everything to me and it really, truly helps me both emotionally and literally financially. I could not survive and continue to do this without the support of viewers like you. And when I say viewers, I mean that you're viewing me with your ears, which is listening. We're having fun. Shout out to my brand new patrons, David, Jean, and Jill. We've got two Jeans. Hi, Jean. Hi, Jean. Yeah, thanks for joining. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but I appreciate you being part of the group. I'm excited to get to know you all better over on the Patreon. Other ways you can support while supporting yourself, head to NeuroGum's website. I almost said NeuroGum.com, but it is GetNeuro.com. Slash JMS. Get 15% off your first order 
of NeuroGum. If you haven't had NeuroGum, oh my God, you're missing out. It's caffeinated gum, but it's got B vitamins and L-theanine, so it gives you focused energy. It's great. You want to get a project accomplished? Want to get your mind in order so you can really hone into a creative thing? Chew on a piece of NeuroGum. They gave me this code because I was such an avid fan. I tried it a few months ago. It's amazing. Uh, I have a bit of a scatterbrain. This helps focus your brain, and I love it, and it's all natural. It's all good for you, and it's tasty. It makes your breath fresh. Uh, and uh, if you have things that aren't fresh, like big stinky poops you want to get out of your butt, I also have a code for Squatty Potty. Go to squattypotty.com and use the code FILTHY20 to get 20% off a Squatty Potty. They have lots of products over there. They have Squatty Potties of different heights. They have adjustable Squatty Potties. You're too fancy to have a piece of plastic around your toilet? Well, guess what? They have teak. They've got marble. They're fucking stepping it up. And they have a travel size one. You can fucking tuck it up, put it in your suitcase, and go globe trotting when the globe is ready to be trotten again. And Squatty Potty, if you don't know about it, it's a stool that goes around your toilet and it lifts your feet up so you are in the proper position that our bodies were meant to be in for pooping. It makes the poop fly out of you. Look, I'm just cut to the chase. I would like to say that in a nicer way. I'm sure some of you would like to hear it in a nicer way, but the facts are facts. You uh, want to spend less time on the toilet and just get your body dumped? Get dumped. <laughs> Squatty potty. But don't like get dumped. I mean, whatever. Prevent getting dumped by getting your dumpings out so you're not farting on dates and stinking up the room. I don't know what I'm saying. Look, Los Angeles, are any of you here? Are you listening? LA, I know you are. I see you on my analytics. Comedy store. This Friday, I'm doing the first ever live recording, live episode of this podcast, Ignorance is Blessed. Friday, November 6th, 7 p.m., in the window of the comedy store. You can come, sit on the patio, grab a drink, have a table. It's all socially distanced. It's a lot of fun. And I'm bringing back, excuse me, and I'm bringing back former guest of the show, Madison Shepard, also a great friend of mine, director of my one-woman show, Codependent Rising, which was at Edinburgh, if any of you saw that. We're talking about surviving the pandemic, staying sober throughout a pandemic. She's only been sober for just over a year and... Boy, what a year to choose to finally uh, get your shit together, huh? But we're going to be talking about it. We're going to be having some laughs, maybe some tears. Probably not tears. I'm being dramatic, but definitely some laughs and just fucking keeping it real. Maybe riffing with the audience. So come to the show. That's this Friday, November 6th at the Comedy Store on Sunset. Seating is outdoors. I will be in a window. So there's no chance of me accidentally spitting on you when I talk or anyone else. I'm working on it. Listen, come to the show. Uh, if you want to come to a show in Anchorage, Thanksgiving weekend, and I'll also be in Wasilla that weekend. Uh, I, be, I believe Friday after Thanksgiving, I'll be in Wasilla, and then Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and the Saturday after. I will be in Uncle Raj. Details to come, but I am very excited to get home and immediately complain about how cold it is and say I regret coming home. But I don't regret seeing all my friends there, and I hope I will see you guys at the show. I will have ticket links for that ASAP. Uh, and you'll want to get those as fast as you can because everything's at half capacity. So you don't want to wait on tickets to the show. All right. I'm shutting the fuck up. Listen, this first guest in this miniseries, it is Danielle Higginbotham. She is a lovely woman. She's an amazing person. I know her uh, through mutual friends. We were both members of the same sorority. She was a few pledge classes ahead of me, graduated before me. 
She was a lifelong Republican, started college Republicans at the University of South Florida. And this year, she's voting for Biden. I interview her to find out what fueled that decision. Enjoy. Hey, idiots. Welcome back to Ignorance is Blessed. I have a really exciting guest for you. My good friend, sorority sister, Danielle Higginbotham, is here. And we are talking... I mean, we're going to talk politics, but it's state of the world. And anyone who listens to this podcast knows how much I hate talking politics because of how angry it makes me. But <laughs> but I'm excited for this conversation. I'm doing a few different ones, but I'm like, oh, someone, I'm. this is the conversation of someone who's, A, I, I adore you, B, like, oh, we're voting for the same person. So, like, it's a little more fun <laughs> <laughs> to be like, right? Um before we kicked on, so Danielle, welcome, first of all. Thank you. Yeah, happy to have you. We were just talking about how you just moved back to the States. I did. I got here um, March 11th, and lockdown um, was March 13th. And we moved back um, from the England. So oh if we God. didn't get on a plane on the 11th, we would have never made it back to the U.S. You would have been trapped there. Still. And how long were you living in England? Uh, almost six years. And that was that military that brought you over there? So, yeah. Well, that's extra interesting to me is hearing, I mean, knowing that you have this like military background because my mom has been a civilian contractor, civilian employee for the military. And I always thought that, I mean, she comes from a family of lifelong Republicans, but I- Oh, so do I. Yeah. My I, my parents have like a MAGA mantle in their house that I can't like, I I can't even take it. Like we do not discuss politics. And when I try to, I'm shut down immediately. Like with, I'm not having this discussion. I was like, that's because you have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Cause you can't (laughs) defend your points. And it's the same for me. And usually I'll just try to avoid it. Cause I'm like, I'm not going to change you guys at this point. I've tried to have the conversations about what about this? What about that? And then every once in a while, my parents will throw something in to try to bring it up. And it's like, you don't want to go down this road. Like, oh, I just like, like poking them in the ribs with it just because I know that I know more than they do. And I just want to like slam them against the wall when it comes to their support of this dude. But I also have to remember that my parents and I, re- I love them regardless of their idiocy you're like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I, um, I just I just don't understand it I guess is is the bottom line especially coming from someone who used to understand like I just yeah. come from a place that like I get it but now I don't see how you can continue Still. yeah so you when you were younger like growing up you like identified as Republican so I got really involved in politics when I was at USF um, yeah. and in the sorority. I used to get told, like, Danielle, no protesting in your letters. Um, oh, my God. That's like, so funny. Like, God, I wonder they, that's probably still a thing. I don't even think about that. <laughs> they would be like, when they would do those little superlatives, like, most likely to blah, blah, blah. Mine was like, most likely to be seen on CNN or Fox <laughs> News debating something. So, oh yeah, God. I was really into politics. I was a U.S. Senate intern. I was like, worked for a political action committee. I was really into it. And I started College Republicans at USF. Well, restarted it. It was completely dead. Oh, my and God. And then my a senior year was 2004. I was hired by the Bush campaign, like That's a paid huge employee. So for it was someone pretty, who's 
yeah, I hadn't even graduated yet. So it was yeah. pretty awesome. Um, so I got hired and I worked really hard on the campaign and it was a lot of fun. And um, yeah, I had always been registered as Republican. In fact, I still am a registered Republican. That's which, interesting. Which will probably change. But that's a whole nother subject and how I think this two-party system is complete trash. Yeah, that is... Uh, I mean, that's another podcast in and of itself. Yeah. It's like so that's my problem. I don't a hundred. Well, the Republican Party as it is today, I cannot identify with. No, but I mean, I don't know all. how anyone can. And um, while I may not agree with like every single policy um, within the Democratic Party, I probably believe in more of them than I do with, within what the Republican Party looks like now. Well. That makes sense. And also, if you are coming over from being a Republican, if there was a candidate that, it, to me, makes sense for a Republican to be like, all right, I could vote for that guy. Like, Biden's pretty moderate in terms of... Yeah, I think so. And I, he's, I'm not voting for Bernie Sanders. Yeah. So, to me... I mean, like I would, just in case anyone's listening. Uh, Bernie would have won, <laughs> but... That's a fundamental difference with me and a lot of my friends because so like, you're a maniac. That's where I, I would I would draw my line, but which, yeah, which is probably why I mean Biden is a candidate because I think they're like we've got to get these moderate people mm -hmm. who are sick of Trump. Yeah, and I don't understand the other thing that like, and I was having this conversation with someone previously. You have to determine now whether or not you're voting for policy over character or character over policy. Yes. Or if it's a, converse, a combination of both, or if you just don't care, or if you're always going to be a straight red voter or a straight blue voter. Yeah, there are people who treat it like a sports team, that it's yeah. like- My ballot, completely mixed. Like I went through, researched every candidate and was like, it, when I looked at it at the end, it was completely mixed. But- Right now, I, there's no way that I could support the character of Donald Trump Yeah, at all. Like, what kind of world do I want my son to grow up in? What kind of person do I want him to be like? Do I want him to be a Donald Trump saying oh. he's going to grab people's... Mm? Yeah. I guess I can say that on your podcast. Oh, you can say, I say, <laughs> I mean, I, I've been saying grab him by the pussy for years and I had to retire it after he came out. I'm just kidding. But... <laughs> Yeah, no, so, it's I mean, like, do I want my son to grow up saying that? Or do I want my son to have better role models like Kamala or even like Joe Biden? Granted, yeah, like the sniffing of the hair is a little bit creepy, but he's yeah. not grabbing, saying those horrible, horrible things. Yeah. And to me, like, what kind of world do I want him to live in? One where the president is not saying it's okay to grab women by the I yeah, it's like, it. I mean, you can't, I mean, that's, <laughs> if for anyone, because I put the, like, first hour, like, this may only go an hour, but I put the first hour video up on YouTube, and for anyone who's only listening in audio, like, you are dressed like someone who can't say that word. Like, Danielle <laughs> looks so nice. She's in, like, a nice, like, businessy looking adorable blouse, pearls, amazing red lipstick, which, by the way, <laughs> thank you for putting in... Lipstick First time lipstick, lipstick I am, in eight months, girl. I am honored and also so sorry that I'm just in a pajama t-shirt. I went okay. too hard for the, I mean, all my- You have like a fancy me, tea set next to you? Yeah, this is my like 
podcast corner and so it's just like weird <laughs> props like here's a tea set my mom sent me from korea <laughs> I, i'm like am i sophisticated and then there's it a may, picture of cartoon and then there's dogs. a picture of dogs yeah, yeah. so it, it's me in a nutshell i guess is like childish shit and then pretending to be an adult <laughs> uh wow so let me ask you, was it Trump and his character specifically that started to make your shift? So, yeah, I, I think, yes. Let, let yeah. me start with saying yes. Um, so I worked for uh, General Mattis. Okay. He wow. was my boss um, for a number of years, and he was the most incredible boss I've ever had. Wow. He was just someone I respected, someone who respected the people that worked for him. And there was just mutual respect. And he's one of the smartest men I've ever come in contact with. And, you know, I'm, I work in a very male dominated community. Yeah. And um, he was someone that never um, made, it's hard to explain. He, you never could tell that you were the woman in the room. It, like, like he never made it weird equal. or made it. Yeah, everybody was always equal. And I really respected him. So when he became um, the Secretary of Defense, I was very excited. You're like, I love that guy. I was like, okay, like at least Trump has some people in positions mm -hmm. that are smart. Yeah. And that can influence him. And you're like, I hate but, him, but at least this guy I respect is making yes. some decisions. His Trump's narcissistic um, qualities and his like, yeah, just his narcissism ran those people out of those positions. And General Mattis left. Yeah. And that I think was probably one of the biggest indicators to me that there was something seriously wrong with the administration. They are like, oh, this is yeah. A and huge I mean, red flag. I didn't want to vote for Trump. And, you know, to be honest, I'm going to, I didn't vote in the last election. You didn't because you know, and, and it was a, by like a mistake kind of thing, like just by happenstance of what was happening when I was in England, trying to get my absentee ballot, which sometimes is a nightmare. When I got it, it was too late to send it in. Oh, just so like, and I couldn't get down to London to drop it off. Like it, it was just like chaos. a big yeah chaos. So I, I didn't get a vote. I did not want to vote for Hillary Clinton, but I did not want to vote for Donald Trump. And I swore up and down that I would write in General Mattis as oh my, my God. writing candidate. That's... And then what, so I was so excited when he was on the cabinet. But that trigger that he left was, I think, what just they was were like, like okay. okay. Uh, my and instincts then, were right that Donald Trump was not someone I wanted. And then like just like like snowball effect almost. Every single decision that he has made, I've been like, what the actual fuck? Like, yeah. how are you playing off this pandemic like this is nothing? Like, oh, it's fine. I got a little sick. You got a little sick. You also were the president. So you get like mass amount of treatment that the regular populace isn't afforded. Exactly. I, I was like, you're telling people and eh, you're you're not first you're not setting a good example you're walking around without a mask like even if the mask doesn't protect you it might protect somebody else so if you yes. care about humans in general that's what's crazy to me is like the anti-mask people that it's like it's a piece of fabric that says i 
I give a shit about other people. Yeah. Like at this point, if nothing else, it's just like, hey, I'm not an asshole. It's like exactly. And I mean, there's some pretty cute masks out there. I'm oh. not gonna. <laughs> like, yeah, no, like I'm loving mask culture, and it's like <laughs> I love your lipstick, but I love the like. Oh, I can just get ready from here up. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to wear mascara. Right? That it's like nobody will know. I made the mistake of once putting on a mask before brushing my teeth, just rushing out to walk my dog. No, don't do it. Oh, no. Wolf. And don't eat garlic and then put your mask back on. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, but it's like people are, you know, that when, as soon as he got the virus, I was like, oh, if he recovers quickly, this it's, is yeah, and, anti mask assholes who are so it fucking is. dumb. And then, like, to see things in the streets of, like, these anti-Semitic, white power, like, where am I living? Right. I'm Jewish. Do I want to see, like, these, like, people, when you say white power, I guess this is another part that I have to deal with with my, my Jewish mother. When someone says white power to me, that means that they want an Aryan nation. Yeah, supremacy. Which like, means that Jews are not part of that. Yeah, how we're you, not invited to that. How are you going to support someone that's like, cool, was like, hey, white power? Like, what? Yeah, and the thing, and it's like the argument I've heard is like, that's actually a really small part of the people supporting it's Trump, but it's getting it. exactly people are like it's just getting more media and it's like okay but he should the fact that he can't even like go hey like i'm not cool with that yeah and like and that I, baby step of going just so everyone's clear i i don't i don't that's want not white supremacy I, that's not what i want like he can't even say that and sentence then, and then i get like really frustrated because i grew up in a family of police officers right so oh, wow. my dad added layers my dad military retired military became police officer i have one two two brothers that are currently police officers one that's a former police officer two that are military so it's just everybody police officer military kind of family do i support police officers 100 percent do i support the black lives matter movement 100 percent yeah and you're trying to explain to people that because you are a Black Lives Matter like supporter does not mean that you are an anti-police supporter. Yeah. And explaining that to my parents is like, I, I might as well just speak to a wall. Like, hi, wall. Like, yeah, you're like, this might as well be a foreign language that they yeah. do not speak. I'm like, no, I'm not saying I don't support that. But like right now, we need to support our Black community because they are the ones that need the support. Yes, and it's... Yeah, to me, it's, it's like, you know what what we need is for, like, police officers to be, like, more vocal about being, like, yeah, that, like, you see, you've you seen it a little, but, like, more people going, yeah, no, like, uh, I'm a police officer, I care about my community, that shit's not okay. Like, yeah, 100%. I'm like, yeah, of course, you know, people want, you know, protection, so, like, serve and protect, obviously, but, yeah, the fact that people immediately, when you go, like, hey, like, we should care about Black people being murdered, that they just so, go, like, you want to defund the whole police department. And it's like, no, no. <laughs> I, I don't trust people to just care for themselves. Are you out of your fucking mind? Yeah, I mean, I've, like, really struggled with that. Some other stuff that I've really struggled that I think has pushed me um, 
to vote more on the Democrat side is guns. And this is because I think I shifted a lot when I moved to England. Mm. Guns are illegal in England. Yeah. Cops don't have guns, do they? No. Well, yes and no. So cops in big cities, some of them have guns. They're specially trained on guns. Like in London, you'll see the police force with some guns, maybe like Manchester or like some, some big cities. Yeah, yeah. Your average police officer does not have a gun. Um, people that have guns are like maybe farmers that might need to like protect their animals. Yeah, and it's like, like wild animals. Or yeah, whatever. so it's like a shotgun or something and you have to have special permits. People don't have guns. Do you know how many school shootings there have been? Zero. None. <laughs> None. So when people come at me and they're like, yeah, well, bad people get guns no matter what. Well, you know what? There's bad people in England and yeah. they don't get guns no matter what. So you can't tell me that, yeah. that this whole thing. So to me, like the gun reform issue, because in another life, I was also a school teacher. Um, oh my God. And I taught in Coral Springs by Stoneman Douglas. So a lot of my students went to Stoneman Douglas. Um, not during that time. They, I'm old, so they had already graduated. But it's still, you th- it makes but you think about... I could have been in a classroom where this could have happened. Yeah. And I'm like, no, why do people need to walk around with their Hawaiian print shirts and their... AR-15. Yeah, or yeah. Like, like, why do you need an assault rifle? You don't need one. I'm not trying to take away your handgun that you might want in your house, but who the hell needs that? Do you really need it? And I was in the military. I know how to fire one of those. Like, I am trained. I, I went through extensive training with it. The average person doesn't go through that extensive training. No, they just own it. And it's like, oh, good. Let's- It's not even necessary. I know. And it's also- it. It genuinely makes me sad to think that there are people who think they need that, that it's like, well, you don't see a problem with the fact that you live in a world where you think you need to have that. Like that doesn't raise any alarms for you. And I like, I grew up with guns in my house. Like we, I think we had one in every room. In fact, funny story, first day of work, when I came back to the U S my parents were up here and my dad let me, um, use his car and because we didn't have our cars yet you know everything's being shipped so I'm using his car and I'm driving to base and I like slam on brakes and I'm like oh crap my dad why an 85 year old man needs a rifle in the back of his car I was like oh crap I can't drive onto base my first day of work in a car that's not mine without a Maryland driver's license like with a gun. So I call at like six in the morning. Hey, um, I need to switch cars because I have dad's gun. My dad's response, well, which one? I have a couple in the car. And I'm like, oh my God. For the, what? Like, what are you? Yeah, I don't know. Break down but, and start a shootout? Like, <laughs> an 85-year-old man. Like, like, what's he going to do? So I <sighs> grew up with guns. I won't have them in my house now. Um, like, I, I just... It's not that I don't trust myself or teaching my son. I don't trust other people. No. Uh, I mean, you always hear those horror stories of like somebody found a gun and started, you know, playing playing with with it. it. Yeah. Why do you need that extra risk? Oh, shit. I lost you. Your audio. I muted myself. Oops. Okay. I mean, I have alarm systems on my house. I have everything, lights that come on. I don't need a gun. If I'm going to get shot, I'm going to get shot. You're like, it's done. I'm not going to... It's not going to be a shootout. So well, that's where I go on the fence of like, 
I don't want guns, but then I like see these really pro gun people getting all up and up in arms, no pun intended, but like, then I'm like, but should we all have guns? Cause, cause they have guns. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't but have what anything. what am I going to do? I'm, I don't have anything sh- against people that want to have like a handgun or yeah. a rifle. Like that's fine. But these semi-automatic. Why? It's just stupid. It's so also that- like, if the logic is like, well, if the military tries, it's like, you're, you're dead either way. If the military is like, we're going to just trust me. That gun isn't the biggest weapon the military has. Yeah, exactly. That it's like, Oh, well, do you have room? And when is the military going to turn on? Okay. We are not living in a third world country where military dictatorships are like taking over the world. It's we are in America guys. I know people in their tinfoil hats and they go too deep down the, yeah. And I have friends like that. I mean, I work in a community where people are very pro gun, but I have to say there's been a big shift. Like I would That's say comforting. that, um, like ages ago, decades, eons ago, um, <laughs> when in the old days, in the old days, no, I mean, right after nine 11, I would say the majority of the, uh, my office would have been like Republican. We're all voting Republican. Now I think the majority of my office is like, no way am I voting for Trump. Which wow. is a really interesting shift to me. So I don't know if that's in- indicative of anything. I hope it is. But you know, so the gun issue, what other issue was there? Oh, you know what? And this is really interesting. Sorry, I'm like blabbering. No, that's, um, please blabber. The more you talk, the better. Like I want your perspective shared. I'm just here to. Another thing that got stuff. me is healthcare. So mm. let me explain this. I lived in England where there is socialized medicine. It is absolutely horrific. I hated it. I hated every second of it. It was horrible. Oh, wow. I wish that I could explain how bad it is at the same time that I wish I could explain how wonderful it is. So (laughs) I would, it, it takes months to get treatment for anything. I had to have, I was lucky and I had private insurance. Okay. But I also use the NHS. So I would use the NHS when I had a common cold and I would just go to the doctor and I needed to get some kind of medicine or something like that. I used my private insurance for any surgery I had and when I had my son. So with private insurance in a situation like that. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Is it just a thing where like you can get somewhere more immediately? Like, yeah, you know? I just was able to walk into the, they call everything, every doctor's office a surgery. So I was able to walk into the surgery and get, see my mean? GP, my general practitioner and get like medicine. I had to have sinus surgery there. Wow. If I went on NHS, I am actually still on the waiting list, which I need to remove myself, for my sinus <laughs> surgery on one side under the NHS, and it's been like a year. Whoa. I had my sinus surgery on the other side within two weeks of the doctor saying I needed to have sinus surgery. But the, they allow, I mean, that would, 
that fucking sucks for people who just have NHS, but I like that yeah, you were able to have the option of... I was lucky, but so my husband only had NHS, mm-hmm. and the NHS saved his life because he had to have some serious surgery immediately, and he was able to have it, and he wouldn't have been able to afford to have the private health care. Wow. And there's also the NHS maternity care is amazing. So okay. I had my baby in a private hospital. Finn was born at a, I, I, like a fancy hospital where like, yeah, I, okay. I feel like pretentious jerk talking about it, but he was, my insurance covered it. I don't have to pay. You're like, I was born. next to one of the royal family. That's where they have their babies. Oh my is God. Where, is where Finn was born. So um, I had my baby in that hospital. The care was unbelievable. The best OBGYN ever, but oh, I wow. didn't understand mid- midwives. I didn't understand it. So I have friends that had their babies at home under NHS or in the hospital at NHS. Me privately, I was able to have my own room. Oh. During theirs, they had their own room for labor and delivery, but then they went into a shared ward with like eight other women and eight screaming babies. I would have oh, gone God. crazy. But Nightmare. the aftercare that the NHS provides for women is so important. You have out um, inpatient visits from like midwives and they continue to check on the mother, not just the baby after the baby's born. Oh, that's great so, for like, are they checking for like health, but also like postpartum mental, stuff? Mental health and regular health, which is huge. And it was unreal. And I got help for postpartum anxiety and it, it was amazing what the wow. NHS did. That's amazing. So, it was incredible. So that to me, I feel like people in the U.S. need to have that kind of care. Yeah. My friend and had I, a baby and then like ended up finding out later she had postpartum. But she's like, no, if I didn't have home. a therapist, nobody would have, I wouldn't have known. Yeah. Like, you like leave the hospital and they're like, bye, have fun. Bye forever. We don't yeah. care. Next. And so reform like that in the U.S. I really think needs to happen. Not just when it comes to um, like postpartum care, but just in general, Every single person deserves to have medical treatment. Absolutely. Period. Do I think we need to be on socialized medicine like the NHS? I don't think it's possible for the U.S. Just because it, we're too big? or and it's, Yeah, and it's a broken system, and, and I, there's just so many things wrong with it that bringing it here and starting it from scratch I think would be nearly impossible. But yeah. There has to be some kind of healthcare reform where people are taken care of. No one deserves to die because they can't get medical treatment. And yes. that's, that to me is important. And I don't think the Republican Party stands with that. No, I think it's all, I mean, the, the private insurance shit, it makes me crazy that like, the, yeah, I agree with you that there needs to be something. I feel like with Obamacare, it was like more of a, you know, signaling, like, look, we're trying to do something, but- the execution was fucking <laughs> terrible. Yeah. yeah, and I think it put some people worse off. I mean, it was, yeah, I was in a weird bracket where <clears throat> I, and I, can't I, lie, I don't understand it, to be honest, because I was overseas the whole time. I don't think anyone so really I, I don't really it. get it. But it, it was frustrating <clears throat> seeing friends who were, who I know are in like perfect health going, oh, well, but Obamacare is so great. And having to be like, excuse me, I'm a poor person who has a chronic condition. Uh, actually, it's terrible. Like the, 
the amount of waiting, like you were saying, I went to a doctor before I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. And I was like, hey, I went to a walk-in clinic who said I should come see someone because of the numbers of a, like a test, like a blood level. And I, and I was like, they think maybe it's like a rheumatoid arthritis thing. And <clears throat> this doctor, no lie, was like, well, it could be a lot of things. It could be lupus. It could be leukemia. There's, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's just, not funny, but like, no, but and you then could he have goes, cancer and you could be dying. And he goes, we'll make an appointment for you to get blood work in a month. And then, and I was like, excuse me? I like lost my shit. I was like, you just, you're going to just say it could be leukemia and you want me to come back in a month? Are you out of yeah. your fucking... And then I was like, this is what everyone here is dealing. I was like, God forbid somebody here actually has leukemia. Like, yeah. So, I mean, it's broken and we need to fix it. I am not an expert on how to do that. So I'm just going to complain about it. Yeah, um. <laughs> I know that's the problem is that like, I don't know what the solution is, but there needs to be one. Does, there anybody, needs to does be one. anybody have any suggestions? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I, so... I hate not being able to say, well, I think we should do this, but you know, I'm not a politician. It's not my job. I am not um, in the healthcare industry. I don't understand the ins and outs. So I have to vote for people who I feel like I could maybe trust to try to do that. Um, And I don't trust anything when it comes to Donald Trump at all. Like I don't even trust him breathing. Like I I don't like he, it's hard for me because I work for it for him. Yeah, because you work for the government. So. Yeah, and I. Oh, this could be like a conflict of interest, but but I mean, I I work for him, so I respect the office, and I respect that he's my commander in chief, and I will obey any order unless it is unlawful, uh, illegal, yeah. or immoral or unconstitutional. Yes. Um. And and I will. 100% provide the best quality work to my, to Your my, position and like yeah, your, and I'll yeah. do that no matter who's in office. But the great thing about being American is you're able to exercise your right to vote. And, and that's the most important thing, I think. Like, I don't want him in office, so I'm not going to vote for him. I mean, which is like. And if he ends up in office, I'm still going to work just as hard as if it was, if it was the person that I voted for. Yeah, which is, I mean, comes with the territory of, you know, working for the government and you just have to hope that changes will be made elsewhere or, because I, I mean, on the note of healthcare, like, I feel like if there was any question about whether he had any capacity to care about the health of America, it's pretty much been answered with yeah. this pandemic. It's like, yeah, the response was just, they knew about it for too long. I mean, w- they did nothing. I, it's just like everything has just been handled poorly, not trusting your own doctors, saying that like the miscommunication and the mixed messaging that's come out about it. Absolutely. Like at the beginning, do you remember like at the beginning of everything? It's like the CDC says this. No, the CDC doesn't say that. Like do this, don't do that. Like no one knew what was going on. Yeah. Everyone's just like, do I just stay in my house forever? And Yeah, like do I never talk to people again? Like, like what? Or am I able to go out? And, and I just... You know, I don't know the best way that it could have been handled. Yeah, it's, hard. Um, it's I mean, hard to know. But other countries know, did, yeah, to, like get dramatic about it. But like they, they've figured it out. Yeah, I thought I muted you again. Oh, um, 
Yeah. So like that, that issue. And I, one issue that is really, really, um, a big issue for me is, well, there's two more. One (laughs) is, um, I can't support a president or I can't say, I love you to my friends who are in the LBGT community and vote for Trump. Like if you have friends and family that are part of that community you can't tell them that you love them and support them and then vote opposite. Yeah, vote that. for someone who is who would potentially take away their rights. So like. I don't understand why people can't get a grasp that every human is equal and every human deserves to live equally. It's crazy. And to me, supporting the um, LGBTQ plus community is very important to me like yeah. it's something ingrained like my son has been to pride parade already he's two he like, like we just are like big huge supporters in our house and yeah and it's because like I want to teach my own son like hey I don't give a crap who you love they just better be a good person yeah and it's and like and you should love everyone you know what I yeah, mean and I can't teach him that and vote for someone who stands against it so that's a, a major issue for me like no way yeah. that one and um women's rights so who so this is where I get, I get a little deep okay. and I've had to like separate what I might do personally Versus what I think people should be allowed. People to do. should be allowed to do. I think that's um, where a, I think that's what a lot of women feel that like they go like, well, I probably I don't I would never do X Y Z. But you don't know you would if you would never do it unless you're in a situation. Yeah, you, there's no way to know until you're pregnant. I mean, if, or whatever. What are we talking about? What here? are we talking about? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the word that rhymes with smorsion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, let's be blunt. Like, I don't know. Well, right now in my life, I wouldn't have one. I I would have another child, but I also am on birth control. Yeah. So, and I have the right to take birth control. Yeah, you're on birth control. You're employed. You have, you know, like, you're in a stable situation. It doesn't even matter if someone's not employed. Like, if they want to have a child, they can. If they don't want to have one, they should. Oh, yeah. No, of course. I was just saying, like. Yeah. But There's I also, so many factors that could play into why someone would go, exactly. maybe I shouldn't have this child. I also am a firm believer is I don't believe in abortions after a certain period. And that oh, okay. is, oh, like in the, yeah. Yeah. And that's because I've seen friends who have had premature children at week 23 or something like that who have survived and yeah. are fully thriving adults now and so that makes me personally uneasy and the mom is still living so there was no issue with the mom yeah and doctors try it like I'm speaking about one example specifically I have in my head and doctors tried to convince um my friend's mom to abort his sister um and she because she they thought she was going to grow up to have a lot of medical issues and um not be able to survive and she's married now and an adult and everybody's fine i also know someone that just was like "Mm, just gonna have an abortion i'm 22 weeks i'm like what were you doing for the last 22 weeks for the last 22 weeks like 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 i'm not okay with that but that's my personal opinion well yeah and that also speaks to i I think the uh, where we need to pick up with like healthcare too is that like 
and who knows what that specific person's rationale is, but yeah. it's like, you should be able to immediately go to the doctor and figure out if you're pregnant. Like that yeah. should be, you yeah. should be able to like, uh-oh, my period's missing. Instead of going, how am I going to, oh, uh, what am I going to do? How do I, I can't afford this. this. Yeah. Absolutely. And, but yeah. people take it to this extreme of like, the government shouldn't pay for a, abortions. It's like, nope, nobody's saying that. Yeah, so that I that is one issue on the women's rights thing. Another is equal pay. Uh yeah. All right, so my mom um was a firefighter. So she Oh was my the, god, why are you such a badass? You're like the I'm most the all badass. American. I mean I know our family is like, "Hey, red, white, and blue, let's wave a flag." And yeah, it's ridiculous. So, um my mom was a firefighter and she was one of the like first, I don't know, within the first 20 women on the department in Miami. So it was a huge wow. department. So I've always known that women could do the same job as men. I've always like, that. I've always just known women can do the same job as men. You're like, it's not a conversation you had to have. It was just no, like, my I mom's a firefighter. It's but it incredible. wasn't until I would say the last like five, 10 years, maybe less than 10 years that I really started to see um, the disparities of women in the workplace. Wow. Um, and it, it really upset me because how do we populate the world? Women have children. Then women are taken out of work for nine months. Well, yeah. not nine months. I take that back. You get like six weeks off in America, yeah. which is absolute if, garbage. If you have a conversation. Lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, whole nother podcast on that. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> but you're then not on the same level as your peers. And this is an American thing. This isn't like this in other countries. Then you're trying to play catch up with your peers that are men to be on the same level because, hey, you've been out of work or you're pregnant or you're having children. And the expectations are for women to be working mothers and also mother. Yeah, to be a great mother and also go to work full time. Yeah, it's like, and it's very hard. Yeah. And I mean, I'm really lucky because my husband took a year off of work <gasps> to take care of our son. Oh my God, what? So I could work. What? <laughs> yeah, he was stay-at-home dad. Like, it's like we are, we are breaking the mold. Um, so I he, love that. He took a year off of work because... And every day I was depressed about it because, you know, I want to be home, but I was the, I'm the breadwinner. Yeah. So I need to work. It came down um, to who makes the more, who most money that person exactly to, to, to do it. So that bothered me, that whole thing. And then seeing me do the same exact job and having to explain things to, um, to, to, I'm just say old white men Yeah. that are just like, oh, you're just a woman. Um, and I never had anyone say that to me. I did have someone say, oh, it's just a catty girl fight because I worked with another woman who was just a horrible person. You're like, no, I like, get along with women. She's a... Yeah. Like, she's it's not, I'm not, not a feminist. Yes. She is a bitch. <laughs> she's just like, everybody on the team quit. She's a see you next Tuesday. Like, I cannot deal with her. It's not a catty woman fight. Um so I started seeing a lot of that, like seeing how I had to answer to a whole bunch of older white men about how... You had to explain yourself. Yeah. And everyone else was just like, they've got myself. it. 
So like, for instance, I'd started doing a lot of research about it, like words to describe women on evaluations versus words to describe men on evaluations. Mm -hmm. So if I get told that if a man is assertive, that seems like a very positive thing. But if you put assertive next to a female, it seems like like a mm -hmm. negative word. Oh, she's kind of bitchy. Yeah. Like pretty bossy. Yeah. Yeah. And those were like things that I was battling, like, because I am assertive, I am stern, I'm pretty fierce in the workplace. Yeah, you're a badass bitch. And if any guy had those, thank you, if any guy (laughs) had those adjectives next to his name, they'd be like, man, he's a superstar. He should be the boss. Exactly. And me with those adjectives next to my name, it's like, hmm. She's kind of hard to work with. She's difficult. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, no, I'm not. I'm the same as the dude. Yeah. So I'm not difficult. You just don't want to hear a woman's opinion. So those kind of things really got to me. And then when I started looking at how both parties were addressing it, I was like, uh, pretty clear. The party of equality is not the Republicans. And I don't know if you saw one of Trump's latest ads. I got to find it. Oh my I, like, God. I saved it. No, uh-huh. I love that you're getting the Trump ad still. Cause it's like, in, no, in- I'm, I, someone posted it. Okay. I was like, oh my God, you're getting like Intel from the other side. No, <laughs> no, I, this oh is the God. real intelligence. Where did they post it? Now I'm mad. It was like a Trump ad. I can't find it, but it was a Trump ad with his picture. And it was like, we're getting your husbands back to work. And I'm like, excuse me. Go F yourself. Getting your husbands back to work? Like, yeah, what? Uh, what do I do all day? That, yeah. like, speaks volumes to yeah. what's left of his base. That, yeah. Like, he's now pandering to people who go, like, the nuclear family, uh, like, a woman's place is in the kitchen, and it's yeah. like, what the I fuck? was like, I saw that. I, I'll find it. I'll send it to you. You can post, like, that on your webpage because of what a joke that ad was. I just couldn't believe it. Like, that's who you're going to advertise to? Like, we're getting your husbands back to work? You're like, okay, well, what about my job, motherfucker? Like, yeah. I was also and employed. Because, by I, the way, no one can afford to live in a single income, I mean, a household. Oh, gosh. So I, so I am, well, my husband just started working. Because we also have to deal, and that's another issue, immigration. Um, so my oh, husband's yeah. British. So oh, we're fuck. dealing with we're dealing with immigration. And I'm like, okay, um, there's all these like rules and regulations that have recently been put into place. Thank God that we are not one of the families that have been affected by that. However, yeah. we are affected by the timelines. And I think it's a um a mixture of COVID and Trump. Um, the Trump administration, which is delaying things. Yeah, that I like, I feel like they're utilizing, I do feel like there is this using COVID as a scapegoat to yeah, bullshit around. So we're waiting, he got his work permit, which is fantastic. It Yay. took forever. So he was out of work for like eight months. Um, he just got a job. But you can also see like discrimination in employers hiring people that just have work permits versus actual green card holders and benefits that are applied to that. So my husband gets offered a job getting paid a pretty like okay amount for someone just coming to the US. And I said, oh, well, what's like your retirement and your leave benefits? He's like, nothing. They just pay me by the hour. And I'm like, okay. And, And he said, yeah, the whole place is just full of foreign nationals. 
Oh, so they can get away with like not. So I'm like, of course it is because these people need jobs and they're taking things that like, it's just unfair. And we're still waiting on the green card. It's who knows when it's going to get here. I mean, yeah, everything's a clusterfuck, including the mail. (laughs) Like, yeah, well, that's all. I love my mailman. He delivers like packages to my house. Not that I have an Amazon shopping addiction, but I might. He is it's easy to have he's here like three times a day delivering mail in our neighborhood. And it's not just because of my orders. But <laughs> like the posts I asked him, like I went outside and I talked to him about it. Like, hey, like how are you doing? Because I wow. know that like the postal service is going through a lot right now. He's like, yeah, it's pretty hectic. I make like three rounds just to make sure everybody gets their mail as fast as I can. They were hand sorting for a while because the sorting machine was closed down. That's insane. Why is this happening to people? Like, and I really believe it's because of the narcissistic, misogynist person that is in office. It leads me all back to that. Like everything that there is like, and you know, how... How has the government lost the parents of 500-plus children? Yeah. I mean, if that's not enough, like these poor babies, I'm like, I want to adopt all of you right now. Not adopt, but like foster all of you right now until we find your parents. I'll come. Everybody come live in my house. I know. It's so fucking sad. It's like, it's also so sketchy. It's like, what in the fuck? Yeah, it's... So all of those reasons have made me, (laughs) in summary, all Um, of those reasons have. And for everyone listening, what state are you in? I am in Maryland. Maryland. But Uh, I got to tell you what I did on purpose. I did not register to vote in Maryland. I stayed registered in Florida because Florida is such a swing state. That you're like, I want my vote to count. I wanted my Republican registered self to vote Democrat in Florida and it counts. Yeah, and you're like, and I want Florida to take note of that. Yeah, that like, so I was like, please take note that I am Republican voting Democrat, and I stayed registered to vote there. And I sent in my ballot and tracked it, and it was received, and hopefully we're good to go. And I was, like, so careful filling in the little thing. To I was sure like, the thing that, is, like, is, in theory, it's, like, it's very easy, but, like, uh, like everyone's terrified of fucking it up because... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like it's like they'll throw out a ballot just because like the signature or whatever. Yeah, I was so careful. I like read the directions on how to vote like 30 times. Like, <laughs> like I don't know how to vote. But I yeah, know. I was really careful into that. So yeah, I'm in Maryland now. And okay. um, what is Maryland Republican? Yeah, I think the governor's Republican. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember what. Uh, yeah, the governor's Republican, but he wrote in Ronald Reagan on his ballot. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. I didn't know whether it was a cop out or it's whether also like it was fuck you, funny. just because you don't want to vote for like yeah, vote for the other guy. But yeah. he's like can't upset my constituents. Yeah, so I yeah, he is a Republican, but like where I live, it's um, not Republican where okay. I live. Nice. Yeah. I live in like a really great like community I'm kind of obsessed with and like everybody's just really kind to one another and we all like we live on a cul-de-sac and we all go outside and talk to each other the kids don't really play in the backyards here they all play outside out front that's great oh that sounds like such a great like neighborhood such a great place for kids to grow yeah it's really cool 
And hopefully it stays that way. Fucking Trump gets out of office. So how do you feel? No. <laughs> what? Ron Paul, 2012. No. Uh, yeah, I mean, because I like, honestly, obviously as someone who is, has gone all the way over to being like, Bernie Sanders, like, I don't love Biden, but it, like, and I hate the two-party system too. There's a big part of me that's like, I don't want to fucking vote for either of you. Like, I want to shake it up. I want to vote third party just so we start getting somebody else in there. But then I was like, not, not today. Like, let's. Yeah, I mean, as much as everyone's like, well, they'll never succeed if you don't vote for the third party. Well, I think the third party sucks too. Yeah, it's like, like, there's not any candidates that I'm like blown away by. Yeah, like I'm not libertarian. No. I am not like, what is it, Green Party? Green like, Party, there's, I don't even know I, what the not, other parties are. I'm not any of those things. Like, so what do I no. do? Do I, do I vote for one of them and then essentially give Trump another vote or do I take a vote away from him? And I was like, mm, yeah, I'm going to take it away. Oh my God, I hope, today. I hope Biden wins Florida. That would be, mm, it is going to be all because of me. Yeah. No. <laughs> Wait, but wasn't okay. You were you were on the Bush campaign. I was. No, that wasn't the year. It was two thousand was the year when all the ballots in Florida wasn't. Yeah, the whole. so that was my first year of college, and um, yeah, I voted for Bush that year. Yeah, there was, was that first. like scandal of all the hanging chads. Yeah, Remember hanging that? chad. Hanging chad. I knew a hanging chad in college. Uh, <laughs> a hung you? chad. A hung shot uh, in college. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, did you, okay, we'll wrap up. But when you initially like starting college Republicans, yeah. joining the Bush campaign or. Oh, I worked for the Republican party of Florida too. It was my first job out of college. Wow. Did you ever want to be a politician? So I wanted for a long time to have a political consulting firm oh. and I wanted it to be a Republican based Firm, and I was going to call it Little Pink Elephants. Oh my God. Um, Very cute. Because I was just going to, I wanted to help almost brand politicians, like style them and help brand them. And oh my God. Like I was really into that. I was like, what are they wearing? That's not going to. Image gonna... consult. I mean, that's, yeah. it's a big deal. It was a huge deal. And I wanted to do that. And that's why it was going to be cute because like Little Pink Elephants and like oh my god adorable like, it was gonna be so cute i was gonna do all these great things and i then i worked for the republican party of florida and while <laughs> i was working for them um it just seemed really weird and i'm sure this happens in every party because politics is just so dirty no matter what side you're i on. mean yeah it, that's the thing is any especially like that, that and that's where i go like fucking fine i'll vote for biden but like lifelong politicians you're like, still dirty yeah, yeah you've made some dirty deals you've told some lies exactly like, so when I was working for them right my boss was like I don't know I would have to like carry around like things for him like diet coke and like gum and stuff like that and he was just really weird and he felt really shady to me and I ended up quitting um mainly because like, it just didn't feel right. I was working a lot of hours and not getting paid well. And it just, it, my gut was like. Which you is what you get stop. when you vote Republican, you guys. <laughs> Lower <laughs> wages for more hours. Sorry. Um, keep going. So I didn't know. Well, turns out he got arrested. <gasps> yeah. 
And um, I had already quit. He got arrested and Me went too. to prison. What for what? Whoa. Um, like stealing money and like fraud and all this, like, I mean, um, his name was Jim Greer. If you, you can Google Oh, okay. I, that name. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, I, Yeah, I, like he was in prison. Um, he got like, it was crazy. And I was like, oh my God, my gut was completely right to just get away from this. I feel thank like God I you got out before then because that would, yeah. what a tarnish on your resume. Yeah, I, I yeah, well, I was like, man, I don't want to do that. And then um, that's when I left to join the reserve, the army reserves and was away and then did my whole like army thing and I was a school teacher and then got yeah oh such a badass um one more question and then I swear I'll let you go because no you can I'm teleworking right now teleworking (laughs) I'm doing my part um living overseas Mm -hmm. how was the perception of of like American politics over there Every single person asks you about Trump. Every single, like your best friends. But we do the same because we, oh my God, you know the queen? Like, I know, like, oh my God, the queen. Like, I mean, yeah, she like exists. Yeah. She lives. So I'm yeah. like every, and then you have to explain whether or not you like Trump or whether or not you don't. Um, it's really weird. I think most people think he's kind of an idiot. Yeah. Um, I do have a close family friend, like my family has friends there and their son's my age and he's obsessed with Donald Trump to the point where I have to like tell him to stop talking to me about him um I so some people like love him but I would say the majority of people are just like come on like but then again they have their own version of Trump with their uh, prime minister so yeah that's like I mean yeah, but it's not as bad. So, yeah, I think people, the perception are, is like, what's America thinking? And then what you see on the news are like these racist people out there, like supporting him. And people just go, oh, that's America. Uh, I'm like, that's no, America. That's- and if I can give a plug yes. to um, the show, um, This is America or What is America that Sasha Baron Cohen did? Yes. If you have not watched that show, everybody needs to watch it because it really shows the perception of like what America is right now. Wow. And it's freaking hysterical along with the new Borat movie. Um, Oh yeah, the new Borat movie. Yeah, but this show is like, my husband who's British is obsessed with it. He thinks it's so funny. He's like, yep, this is what people think of America. That's, this this is exactly what people think of America. And it, I, I think if anyone hasn't watched it, like, it'll horrify you to go. It'll like, make oh, it's so uncomfortable. Yeah, they're like, this is what people think we are. Like, it's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, it's completely embarrassing. It makes you uncomfortable. But it's, it's exactly the perception of what people see. I think, see that's, I think that's so important to, to know because I don't – so many people, I think, are unaware of, like, how the world – I mean, it's American education teaches you to like think about America and nothing else. And it's like, yeah, by the way, everyone's like, look at these fucking assholes. Like you can't even like you can ask a British kid like everything about like World War One, World War Two, and they'll be able to like spout off details. You ask American kids they are like, we had the Civil War. Yeah, the Revolutionary War. They're like, I think there were Nazis in and one of those wars. What a, yeah. Like- and uh, it's so different. The oh. sense of nationalism 
overseas that I felt the British people felt about their country is, is always what it was like here right after 9-11. Really? That's how I felt. Like, so that people were like very like pro-Britain. They're very patriotic people. Yeah, they're like, we love our that country. Was, that was my experience. We love Great Britain. And then you have the people that love their country. Like we love England. I am English. I am... I am Welsh. I am Scottish. Like I am an individual. We are yeah. not this. And you're you like, ask my husband. He, I am English. I, am <laughs> but, English. I don't affiliate with this group. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that they have their sense of patriotism is, um, and nationalism is like in their blood more than it's in ours. Mm. And maybe that's because we live in a country built of a lot of immigrants and maybe it's not designed to be like that, but you gotta have an America that people love, and yeah, that and you and, and want to love. to love, yeah. And I'm not sure that this is the America people want to love. They want to love America, but how can you love it when people are innocent? People are getting shot in streets just because of the color of their skin. Yeah, like it's... how can you love a country that's saying that people because um, uh, two men love each other and want to get married and adopt a baby that they can't? Yeah. Like, I mean, how can you pledge allegiance to a flag in a country that's like, by the way, we're not going to care about you. <laughs> like, and do I think America will protect us at all costs from foreign enemies? Yes. And okay, I have yeah. the faith in that, that we will do that. And we are a great country and we um, have a great military and, and are able to do those things. And I'm really proud of that. Yeah. Um, but it's like, how but can I'm we not, protect each other? I'm not so proud of people not being kind humans. Yeah. And it's as simple as that. Just be a kind human, people. Yeah. Be fucking care. Just be like, nice. Don't be a dick, America. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. That's the new campaign slogan. Don't be, don't a, be dick, a dick, America. America. Like, uh, just be nice to people. Like, it's so much easier just to, like, be nice. Yeah, it's also, like, you'll feel better giving out yeah. like nice energy versus yeah don't you feel better fucking... like i've always been a kind of person whose glass is always like half full like yes. crappy things can happen to me but you know what i'm alive i have a family like there's people worse off than i am i'm still yeah. able to help people that are in need like yeah my day sucked yeah but like gratitude for what you do have it, yeah it, i mean constant like focusing on that regularly there's science behind like i mean that's a whole nother podcast but like if you start making your perspective focusing on what's great and the positive things like that affects your overall well-being and there's studies and you it. rub off on those that are around you like i don't want my son to like grow up seeing me negative all the time like oh this person did this and blah 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 like yeah and just thinking everyone sucks and like life is shit and yeah i mean he's already gonna have a hard time he's a redhead so like <laughs> The, the world mean, is already against him. I need already to, against to cushion him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's so, so great. Um, yeah. This has been great. You're, yeah, uh, I'm glad I got to see you. I'm glad I got to see you. Hopefully the world opens up again and maybe I'll be on that coast at some point. Do people like laugh when they find out that you were in a sorority? Yeah, people are shocked. It's probably because <laughs> and I that you were like really big a part slob. of it. Yeah, like yeah, the and I'm like no, like I would I like pulled myself together in college and 
<laughs> and then I was like, ah, I don't have the energy. Yeah, no, it's so funny because I I loved my sorority, but then I also yeah. think that for me, Kai Omega, there was definitely things that were like, okay, this is clearly a sorority, but it yeah. wasn't. I wouldn't have joined if it was like the cartoon of what I thought was a sorority. So, you know, it's funny when I joined, when I walked in, like went through recruitment, I walked into the room and I was like, oh my God, there are girls that are not all blonde haired, blue eyed girls. There's like white girls, there's black girls, there's Asian girls, there's yes. Asian girls. And I was like, okay, I can get behind this. Yeah. I was like, and oh, this is a group of like diverse women. Yeah. And that's something I've always been really proud of with Kai Omega. Well, there you go. Danielle Higginbotham voting for Biden, changing it up, and lots of really cool information, cool perspective, and a little inside peek at uh, our college experiences as well. If you like this episode, let me know. You relate to this episode? Let me know. If you like the podcast, subscribe, rate, review it on iTunes, share it with your friends, because everybody's a little bit ignorant sometimes. Big thank you to John, Eric, Gene, Greg, Kathy, Terry, exclusive members of the League of Extraordinary Idiots on Patreon. You keep these episodes flowing and keep me sane. Couldn't do it without you. If you want to join the League of Extraordinary Idiots, get postcards, be part of our be cart of our hangs, be part of our hangs. Get bonus content from me and the only place to see stand up. Patreon. Patreon.com slash ignorance is blessed. Head there, get stand-up clips, get full-length episodes. You want the rest of this hour? It's over an hour. Do you want the rest of the over the hour? I'm doing great, you guys. Um, yeah, it's over on Patreon. Sorry, I just had a brain fart because I um, didn't chew my neurogum and I'm trying to put out multiple episodes in one day. We're having fun. Listen, follow Ignorance is Blessed on Instagram if you want to see the people you're hearing on these interviews. And please keep in mind that no guest is or claims to be a representative who has a similar identity. Fucking Christ. They're just one person sharing their own experience and ideas to help us get a peek at how things look from their situated position in the world. Also, if you heard me say Jesus fucking Christ and didn't hear the phone ring, uh, my phone just rang while I'm trying to record on my computer. So I'm fine, but I obviously have anger management issues, apparently. You have additional questions for this guest or you have questions you might want to ask future guests? Join the Facebook group. Ignorance is hashtag blessed idiots. I post there ahead of times that I'm bringing on guests. I uh, try to give as much warning as I possibly can. And I can, uh, I'll answer your questions. I'll ask for questions. You post them there. I bring them to the interview. That's what I do. So get your specific questions answered. And please keep asking questions. The more we ask, the more we learn, the more we know. And the more we know, the more we can look down on others who aren't as smart as we are. And isn't that the point? Ah, thank you for listening. And thank you for being patient with my ignorance. See you soon, idiots. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.